Hey guys, uh, I want to be serious here for a moment. Um, this is January 9th, and that's that's when this is being recorded. And the reason I point out the date, not that it really matters, is the simple fact that I looked at my calendar, and I noticed that yesterday, obviously January 8th, was the anniversary of me picking up the microphone for the first time. I was 17 years old, and at the time, very, very, very shy around people. So the simple fact that I actually picked up a microphone and wanted to stand on stage and tell my ideas to strangers was one of the craziest things I, <laughs> that anyone had ever heard, including my family, would thought, well, well, well you're going to step on stage and tell the people with you? Okay. And I think about that boy. And I think about how he was so unbelievably shy. Yet he wanted to be a stand-up comedian so badly that he overrode that shyness and stood on stage in front of people and told them his ideas. I was thinking about how I'm starting to feel that way again. Because I didn't I, I realized that being a stand-up comic is one of the things I love the most in the world, if not the thing I love the most in the world. I was thinking about that little boy of 17. Because the man that I've become, essentially, I haven't picked up a microphone in three years. Um, I haven't done stand-up comedy in three years. Mainly because I was writing things and doing things for other people. But I always missed it. And what I'm planning on doing is, by the summer of 2014, I'm going to pick up the microphone again. And I'm never going to put it down again. I mean, there have been little shows here and there but I've always been too busy to really concentrate on the stand I was always doing other things um, you know writing stuff and for other people and all that kind of stuff but I missed it and that's what made me kind of stand there and stare at the calendar for a while because I remember how much that kid loved standing on the stage in front of people and helping them laugh how special that feeling is of knowing that there's three four hundred people out there that stopped what they were doing and came to this building and wanted to hear what you said because they trusted you enough to make them feel good for an hour or an hour and a half, whatever the length of the show is. But being away from it for a while made me realize how much I didn't appreciate it and how much I should appreciate it again and how much I will appreciate it again when I pick up the microphone. I think that happens to everybody, doesn't it? You know, you find that thing that you love and... Some people are smart enough to never give it up just to keep going and keep pounding away at it and do it for the joy of it. And sometimes we let the joy of that thing be taken away from us. And that's what happened to me regarding comedy. When I initially went to Los Angeles, um, I went to Los Angeles and I was really at the top of my game. I was really, really, I was really a damn good comic. And I was stepping on stage and just smashing every stage that I went to. I did an audition or several auditions at a comedy club in Los Angeles. And the owner would give you evaluations. And the guy said nothing but complimentary things for about 20 minutes. You're a handsome young man. You're talented, funny. You get standing ovations. They chant your name. They clap. They stomp. They hit the table. They don't want you to leave the stage. You're doing a great job, my friend. A great job. But you need to do this, this, and this. And he gave me these little pointers. He said basically that I needed to find a point of view. And... You know, being an arrogant kid, I didn't know what the hell he was. I was like, get out of here with that. I mean, how, look at these people. They're, cla they're clapping. They're going crazy. And he was right. But I didn't know it at the time. 
I was too arrogant or too young to take advice from someone from the outside. And I got so caught up in the what kind of spot this guy has on the show and what kind of spot that guy has on the show and how come he's getting an 8 o'clock spot and how come he's getting about this amount of money that I felt out of love of stand-up. I got too concentrated on other things that weren't stand-up. And I still performed for a long period of time. I made some money and all of that kind of thing, but I didn't love it as much as I used to. And then eventually I drifted off and you know, started doing stuff for other people. The last three years, I should say. And... I realize that happens to everybody, doesn't it? You have that thing you love, the thing you're supposed to do, and you let something from the outside take it away from you. You know, it could be friends or family that tell you, come on, man, you know, just that's enough. That pipe dream being a comedian or being a singer or starting your business or doing well, doing whatever the, that thing you need, you know you need to do. A thing that's just killing you that you're not able to do. You know you have the ability to do it. You know it's going to be difficult, but everyone is telling you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And circumstances will always line up to make it hard for you because not doing something is easier than doing something. I know it's happened to everybody. It's happened to, happened to me. But I made a promise to myself today because I've always wanted to get back to stand-up because, like I said, I was a damn good comedian. I wanted to get back to it. I want to find out how good I can get at it. I want to find out how good I can get at it. It has nothing to do about money. I mean, I want to make money, but I don't really give a shit about that. Fuck money. I mean, if I, if I get as good as I think I'm going to get, the fucking money's going to be there. So fuck money. And fuck what anybody else is doing. I'm going to enjoy other comedians just the way I do now as a fan. And I don't feel jealousy towards anyone else. It's not about anyone else. It's about what do I want to do when I want to be the best comedian I can be and I want people to laugh and I want to walk off that stage and look back and look at people going, yeah, he did a good job. And then go home. That's all I want. And I know you feel the same way about certain things, don't you? Isn't it that thing you want to do? Even if it's not, the, even if you can't make a living at it, I'm going to make a living as a stand-up. Even if you can't make a living at it, even if, if it's just something you love to do, you love playing the guitar, you don't give a shit if anybody else hears it. Fuck if anybody else hears it. You love playing guitar, you love the sound, you love the feel of the guitar in your hands, you love hearing the music in your hear earphones. Even if you can't make a, a living as a musician, don't you want to play that guitar in your basement? Don't you want to get three other friends who play other instruments and just play on Saturdays because you love to do it? Why is that guitar sitting on the, hanging on the wall? Take the motherfucker down. Take it down and play it. Play it. Don't worry about if you're going to be as good as Prince. Don't worry about if you're going to sell records like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if anybody hears it at all. Don't you want to paint? Huh? Then pick up the canvas, damn it. Pick up the canvas, get the damn brush, and paint. It doesn't matter if anybody else sees it. Do you love looking at an empty canvas? Having a picture in your mind, picking up the paints, the brush, whatever you, whatever your tool is, going to that canvas, and then seeing it there. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what you want? If you wanted to start a small business because that's what you want to do, you love being a business person. You see that empty store in the corner that nobody is messing with, with the, with the big parking lot, and it's turning into garbage? Find out if you can buy it. Find out what you have to do. You have to start with a hot dog cart. Do that because you were a business person. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Love being, a, you love medicine? And so on and so forth. Do that thing. 
People will always tell you not to do that thing. They will always do that. I was told, you know how many times when I started doing comic, comedy, everybody knew how smart I was. Oh, why don't you just go to the, to this school and do this and that? And why don't you just go try this, that? And I want to be a comedian. Well, why don't you just get a job at this place? I'm making the same amount of money telling jokes. Why would I stop telling jokes to go? But it's stable. Fuck stable. No one else is stable. Caskets are stable. And I would feel like I was dead if I was doing something like that. I would feel like I would be a dead man if I was doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. And I know you feel the same way. You got to have that thing you want to do. It doesn't matter if your job that you don't like or like pays for it or if it's the thing that pays the bills. Whatever it is, do that thing. You know, and I know I'm sounding like a one of those stupid infomercials or something like that. But when I looked at that calendar a little while ago, all I could think about was, man, are you crazy? Why are you not doing that thing you're supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be a comedian. That's what you do. And I know that if you're listening to me, that there's something you're supposed to be doing, something you need to be doing, something you should be doing. Don't let anybody else tell you you can't do it. Like I said, it doesn't matter if anyone hears the guitar music. If it's in your headphones and it makes you smile, do that thing. And to me, it doesn't matter if I get a sitcom or some big-ass movie or and, you know, if I'm playing 20,000 seaters or 10,000 seaters or whatever the fuck it is. I don't give a shit. If I'm playing comedy clubs and it says S. Anthony Thomas on the outside and it's full of people that came to see me do the thing that I love to do and I'm doing it the best that I can, I won already. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to be a big deal, but it's not mandatory and it's not what I'm shooting for. I just want to be the best comedian I could be. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's what I need to be doing, and it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick up the microphone, and I'm going to pick up the microphone this year, and I'm going to be one of the best comedians in, in, in the country, which is one of my goals, but more importantly, I want to be the best comedian I can be, and I'm never going to put the microphone down again. I ain't going to put this podcast microphone down again either, because I like doing this shit too. <laughs> but I'm definitely not going to put the, the stand-up microphone down. So when whatever your quote stand up microphone unquote is in your life, pick that shit up, pick it up, do your thing, never put it down again. That's all I'm saying.